Hey, I'm Chelsea Swift and welcome to my live podcast. The truth is it's so easy to take our days for granted, to put your dreams on the shelf for the sake of the day to day, to overlook the beauty all around us. But sometimes just hearing a turn of phrase, a bit of wit and wisdom at the right moment can totally reopen your eyes and mind to the wonders all around you and the wonders inside yourself. My goal is to be here to inspire you, remind you, and hopefully motivate you into creating your best day with intention and purpose. So without further ado, let's transform your day by transforming you. Welcome to Chelsea Swift is your spirit animal. Our spiritual pep talk begins now. And we're back on the podcast. Who missed me? That is all of you. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Today, I am talking about the present moment. Yes. And hopefully, I'm going to get you back into what I consider is the magic of the moment. And what I'd like to do is just remind you that today, here and now is your focus and kind of help you maintain some clarity no matter what you go through. Because the moment is not about it being super magical. Even though I just said the magic moment, that's because I'm hyped, I'm on a podcast, that's what I do. But in this present moment, that is where your life is. So today I'm throwing down 15 like ultimate reminders to help you center into that truth and hopefully enjoy the moment today and every day, or at least not run from it, right? I think especially due to the circumstances of today and having the world shut down and having us all be in this together. Not one person was not impacted by this, maybe some more severely than others, but we all were kind of in this together, right? And when I really thought about this podcast this morning, I actually want to share something with you. Um, I was listening to a podcast that Dr. Caroline Leaf did with, um, I think it's the mind, the, the podcast is the mind, the mindset of greatness or the school of, Oh, the school of greatness. Okay. I'm glad I know what I listened to. Anyways, I was listening to her and she is not only brilliant, but one of the things that, that she said that I was like, Hey, I do that. I was all like proud of myself. But anyways, she was like, you know, in the morning, it's so important that you infuse your brain with new positive information because those brain cells that are waking up in your new day, like I always say, like, today's a new day, people, new energy, let's go. That's actually like a scientific fact. You have new brain cells emerging and they're looking for information, but they're much like babies. They haven't grown yet. So you need to feed them. So whatever you're feeding them in the morning, whether that's complaining and, you know, you're complaining while you're making the bed and, you know, you're not taking a moment to yourself or you're not taking a second to read a quick, you know, scripture from a book or something like that, or a quick quote, or you're online or you're on social media, you're already in your bed, online shopping. If you're not giving yourself a moment, right? A moment is what we're really talking about today too, but a moment to infuse your mindset with something new, something new that you're genuine, that you're genuinely interested in, then your mind is just going to go on autopilot. So 
that inspired me today to kind of throw down like 15 ultimate reminders to help you center into like the present moment, enjoy your life. And of course, that's not to say that things are peachy perfect. It's just to say that you accept the moment as it comes. You accept the waves as they, you know, as they like sultry wash in and as they crash in, right? Like that is much like life. Life is constantly going to be up and down and it is what it is. But I think if you learn how to center and you learn how to train your brain a little bit, you can become more mindful of the moment and accept whatever's happening with grace and gratitude. So I think I want to start today just by, I don't actually have the quote with me, but one of the things that I do, and I guess I'll just give you this exercise. Um, One of the things that I personally do is I read new quotes. I like reading new quotes because it's like, I have like quote books and stuff like that. And um, it just helps me bring in perspective. It helps like getting the wheels turning right now. I'm thinking about things. I'm thinking about a different perspective. I'm bringing in new information. So that's something that I've always, always done in the morning. Um, But especially this morning, I read a quote and I don't remember it exactly because, of course, your girl is unprepared. My phone is plugged in upstairs and we do these lives. So I'm just going to keep going. But Henry um, David Thoreau is who said it. And he basically said so many people. Well, he didn't say it like that, but he was like basically a fool is somebody that instead of enjoying this moment right now is off looking at the distant lands and looking off to the other conquests rather than enjoying what they have now. So that was the quote that really sparked. So I feel like it went spark, spark, spark. Like I feel like I listened to Dr. Leaf and she was talking about infusing your mindset. And I was like, Hey, I do that. Like, that's so important. And, um, cause by the way, the reason I bring that up is any morning I've ever skipped that I have not been myself, people. I'm telling you, you have things that you personally need to do in the morning to make yourself a better person. It doesn't mean that it's going to be what I do. Maybe you're like, what the fuck? I don't want to sit around and read quotes. Okay, then that's not your thing. Sometimes it's just a cup of coffee and like watering your plants. Maybe that's your thing. I don't know your thing, but you have to find your thing because I'm telling you, it will change your relationship with the present moment. It will also change the way you respond to an awful moment, right? So we're going to get into it, hopefully center you back into your truth, which is here and now, and hopefully have you having a great day, enjoying the moment, no matter what it is. So let's get into it. 15 ultimate reminders. Um, And yeah, I just, I guess the reason I brought that up is I listened to Dr. Leaf. And I read a couple quotes and that's what inspired the podcast. Anyways, let's just get into it. Number one, today is life. The only life you are sure of make the most of today. So why did I say that? You're like, why? Who wrote that? What? That's not even a formal sentence. Today is life. Today is life. You don't actually know if you have tomorrow and it's not to be morbid because you don't actually really die. So The only life you are sure of is here now and today. It's not in the past and it's not in the future. Make the most of today. Why are you waiting for tomorrow to come so that you can what? Do your fucking 15 mile run that you're never going to do? If you push things into the future, you will absolutely never do it. 
I can promise you there are so many things that if I waited until it was perfect, if I didn't capitalize on the day, just the fact that I had energy to fucking write that day or to exercise that day or to I'm going to try this green juice, even though I'd rather have a cupcake, like there are just days where you have to capitalize and it's every day, people. Today is life. The only life you're sure of. So make sure you make the most of today. Now, sometimes that's just laying on your couch with your dogs, and that's fine. You're making the most of the day. Your day does not need to be this crazy motivational speech that you hear, let's wake up at 4 a.m., let's work out till our eyes bleed. It does not need to be like that for you to make the most of the day. What I'm saying is make the most of your personal day, like capitalize on your energetic value of the day. If things make you feel like shit, really look at that and say, you know what? Today is life. Today is life. The only life that I'm sure of, I want to make the most of today. And write down what's not making your fucking day. And write down what's making your day and then, you know, swap out accordingly. I'm not telling you to quit your job. I'm not telling you to quit your life. I'm not telling you to quit your spouse. I'm not telling you to quit whatever. But I am telling you that there's something in there for you to center back into the moment that you'll find that, hey, if I do that in the morning or if I do that before work or if I do that after work or if I make time for myself today or if I just spend 15 minutes with my kids before I have that big meeting, I'll feel better about myself or I'll feel energetically more valuable than I did before. You have to pay attention to the energetic value that you bring to each day. So for me, when I say today is life, it's like today is life. Today is your energetic field is life. Like you never actually die. You're an energetic field, but it's the only life you're sure of, which is here and now in this moment, as much as you want to wish it into the next, as much as you want to sail over to the next shoreline, it's a waste of your fucking day because you have to make the most of today here and now to make the most of the second moment and the third moment and the fourth. You cannot, absolutely cannot enjoy that next moment to its fullest, highest level of feeling without making sure that you're in that range right now. So make the most of your day. Number two, how you spend every day is how you spend your life. Keyword, spend. It took me a long time to get this, and I was like every classic 20-year-old, probably even much earlier, 13 At 13, I was like, I'm ready to do this. I want to make money. So I started working. (laughs) Stop. I had a job literally since I was 13. Why? Because I wanted to make money, people. And you're probably thinking right now, whether you're in college, whether you are a post-grad, you want to be an entrepreneur, you want to start your own company, you want to work for another company, you want to rise up through the ranks, you want to be this big shot. Let me fucking tell you right now. How you spend every day is how you spend your life. Keyword, spend. It took me a long time to get that. So let me help you out. Let your elder speak to you. Money is not everything. You will always make money. Money will always be there. And you might be like, no, I have this terrible relationship with money. I I don't attract money well, or I don't make a lot of money. 
just stop, pause, drop, roll, do what you need to do. But ask any 50 year old right now, ask any 65 year old right now, ask any 75 year old right now, what they wish they had more than anything in the world. It is time and it is health. How you spend every day is how you spend your life away. So the spending that you're doing is taxing on your life. So when you look at a monetary source of income, you absolutely need to look at your energetic levels in each moment of each day and how you're spending every day. It's not just how you're spending. You're like, well, I guess like I'm on Amazon a lot and like I'm spending like a lot of money on Amazon. That's everybody in the world right now. But what I'm talking about is like your actual energy. And the reason I'm talking about this so much is this is my experiment. This is like what I've been doing for like the past hmm, probably like 60 plus days, but I'm not sharing it until I'm like well into like 90, 120 days because I absolutely hate when people are doing things for like five days and they're like, guys, you need to try this shampoo. It's like, shut up, Jessica. You have not even had a chance to see results. So anyways, I'm talking about this from an energetic level because I genuinely believe that it's what creates your enthusiasm in life or your depression in life. It's what creates your overall emotions in life. What, Like if you have so much time on your hands to sit around and overthink, what the fuck do you think is going to happen all day? And that's what I'm trying to help you with. How you spend every day is how you spend your life. So don't spend your time thinking about shit you don't want. Don't spend your time doing shit you don't want. Why? Because you're afraid. Afraid of what? Most people are afraid of what? Imaginary things. Judgments. What will that person think of me? Opinions. Validation. Scared of the unknown. It's really the unknown that most people are scared of. Stop being scared. How you spend every day is how you spend your life. If you are not on track, correct the course immediately because the key word here is spending. Every single day you're spending. And so many times because you're not present or because you're not aware, which by the way, this happens to everybody. This used to be me. I used to only care about money, only care about how much money I'm making. You know, that was like my thing. I just, I didn't want to be poor. Like I'll admit it. I wanted to have nice things in life. And like I want, and I was willing to work hard for it. So I didn't feel bad making money. So that's the other thing. But then I realized that sometimes you will spend your life doing shit that's really not meant for you and going in a direction that's really not for you. And even energetically lowering your value without even realizing it just because you want to make money or just because you want to do this or just because you want to do that. So how you spend every day of your life is so important. It's not just go to work, make a great salary, have a 401k. Like everyone's always on people to do that. But then you look at some of those people and they're fucking depressed or they're overweight or they're just their health is shot. Their mindset is 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 gone because they don't have time to spend working on it. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm not telling you to be a hippie and sell, you know, seashells on the fucking seashore. I'm not saying that. I am saying though, how you spend every day is how you spend your life. So just make sure you're not chained to a cubicle doing something that you hate because you think in 10 years you're going to be happy. It's all about presence. Presence is power. 
check in with how things are making you feel and balance your power on a day-to-day basis. How you spend your life every single day is how you're spending your health. So just keep that in mind because when I was in my 20s, I didn't care. And we've talked about it a hundred a hundred times. So OG listeners, I'm not gonna like bore you to death. But if you're a new listener, you know, I gained over 35 pounds working in a desk job, just thinking like, this is my way of life. This is what I need to do. This is the responsible thing to do. All these dreams that I have of being like an author, that's stupid. Like, why would I chase that? You know, that would make me like, uh, you know, a boho, a little like stuff that would make me an, an artist. Like, you know, like an, I just pictured like an artist with like paint all over themselves and like they're mooching off like their spouse. And I was like, that's not the vibe. Like I, I really want to be a powerhouse. So I'll just stick to this job and I'll totally have like the worst mentality because I was taking so much shit at work that I would come home and I would have the worst mentality that I would eat like shit because I didn't have time to make dinner or whatever because with life and cleaning and cooking and errands and birthdays and holiday, right? And you don't have time to take care of yourself. And then all of a sudden you wake up and you go, this is how I'm spending every day of my fucking life. What am I doing? And that's when I made that shift. But the reason I bring this up to you is that is so real. The money will always be there. The The way that you make money will appear. I'm not saying it in like a hocus pocus way. I'm just saying that like you will find your mission. And in the end, you'll realize that like it's not everything. Being happy is everything. Being healthy is everything. Feeling fucking peaceful is everything. That is the real bag. People think, oh, having a shit ton of money or like having a huge house. And no, 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 no. Just having the space, a small little place to yourself and having it be peaceful is everything. Who cares if your house is huge if it's fucking chaos, right? So that's what I'm trying to explain to you is how you spend every day is how you're spending your life. And it's typically not until people get to the end that they realize like, what was I doing? I was just doing everything that everybody else was doing because it's popular and this is the way to go. So I'm just helping you out. Again, I'm not telling you to quit your job. I'm not telling you to quit your life, but I am telling you to look at how you spend every day because how you spend every day is how you spend your life. Don't let a day go to a week, go to a month, go to six months, go to a year and think that like, like what? No, 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 no. Today, like right now is the moment. Today's the day. Make the most of it. Number three, happiness, not in any other place, but this place, not for any other hour, but this hour. So the reality is we might think, oh, when we do this, we'll get, we'll be so happy. When we get married, we'll be happy. When we have this, we'll be happy. It's not to say that those moments won't bring genuine joy to your life. That's not what that means. Happiness is a state of being, a state of being, and it cannot be found in any other place than this space here and now. So if this space is occupied by the past, by the future concepts of what you think will make you happy, then what are you doing right now? There's no other hour but this hour. There's no other minute but this minute. And now this minute's gone. Now that's that's gone too. Every single moment should be so precious to you. So number four, time alive is not the same as time spent living. And 
you might be like, oh my God, like you're totally like not like pumping me up today. But I'm trying to get you into the center of your truth, which is the moment and the presence and the power of now. It's really just to wake you up to like, why are you thinking that you're just going to burrito blanket Netflix this pandemic right now? Why are you doing that? Like, it might not be the best experience right now. It may, you may not be where you think you should be or where you want to be, but you can absolutely make the best of this moment. You're just choosing not to. Everything is a choice. We're constantly making decisions. Whether we think we are or not, we are. Whether we do it unconsciously or consciously, we are. So time alive, you just being alive in burrito blanket wrapped up with your Cheetos, Netflixing, like I will just fucking be here until the pandemic is done and then I will come outside is stupid because time alive is not the same as time spent living. And you're like, Chelsea, what are you talking about? There's other shit you can do. You can get up. You can get off your phone. You can choose to stop scrolling. You can go outside. You can go for a walk. You can have a minor panic attack and come right back in. But you need to try. You need to get up and you need to try. Because time alive is not the same as as time spent actually living your fucking life and making a choice and trying. That's the whole point. It's not that you're going to be famous, right? Like I joke about this on the podcast all the time when people are like, you're going to blow up. Your podcast is amazing. Blah, 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 blah. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a flying fuck about being famous. I don't give a flying fuck about money. That is like two straight facts about me. I could care less who loves me, who hates me, who secretly admires me. Like, I don't care. You all fucking love me. Let's be real. Um, No, but in all seriousness, like who gives a fuck? Do what you want to do because it's your life and you should be alive right now. You should be living right now, doing what the fuck you want to do right now because you're here once. You're here once. Why are you going to waste it? Sometimes we self-sabotage just to feel comfortable, just to feel like, okay, I feel better because I am safe and I am at home. And that's okay. You can do that a few days. But are you living? Are you alive or are you living? Just ask yourself that question today because there's so many ways to take yourself from I'm alive, you know, here I am, I'm alive to I'm actually spending my time living. I'm actually, I'm doing something of service. I'm doing something of quality. You know what I mean? Instead of sitting there scrolling through social media, why don't you get up and do something? Go outside, garden, go to a park. Why don't you turn the television off and go talk to people in your community? Like, let's just open that conversation up, right? There's people that are crazy with the masks right now. And there are people that don't wear masks. And there are people, and we're going to talk about this at the end because I did have this question, but it's just like, live your fucking life, you know? There's no right or wrong way to do it, but you have to live it. Can't just like sit around and think, oh my God, like I'm going to come out when the pandemic's over. It's like, get up and live your life. Number five, everyone's story ends in death. Now, before you start freaking out, because I'm very open about when I had my panic attack and when I had anxiety. And it's so funny how much I've learned since then about, listen, we could get into a whole new podcast and maybe 
I'll talk about it someday, but um, I am a research fanatic. I'm also like an avid reader. I like to know my shit. And most importantly, I like to apply it in my life. I like to guinea pig myself a little bit, um, even though <laughs> even though sometimes it's like, oh, I shouldn't have fucking done that. That made the panic attack worse. But anyways, I will try anything, anything, right? So the reason I bring this up is what I've learned about death, like truly, like the fear of fucking death, like because I've faced that and you're like, Chelsea, you almost died like probably a few times, but I mean, I wasn't conscious for it. Anyways, guys, you probably almost died. If you went to college, you definitely borderline almost died. You came back to life. You blacked out a few times and then you came back like stop. So anyways, everyone's story ends in death. But for me, when I had my anxiety attack, panic attack, whatever, everybody knows what a panic attack is. It makes you feel like you're dying. And the reason I bring this up is once I started to face that fear, I started to realize that you don't fucking die. You don't die. Your electro field does not die. Your energy does not die. So when someone dies, like, yeah, it's fucking sad. It's terrible. It's awful. It's it's going to bring you through the roller coaster of emotions, but their energy didn't die. Their body died. But anyways, the whole point, just to make you feel a little bit better, is what makes it a tragedy is not letting yourself have a great life while you're still here. And that was my big realization with death. Like when I really thought about it, like, why are you so fucking scared to die? Like, and I really thought about it, like the logical side of myself. So I had two parts of my brain working. I had one side of my brain that was just like, we're going to die. I'm freaking out. I'm, I'm fucking dead. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm dead. And so if you've had a panic attack, you know what I'm talking about. And the other half was like, you're still alive, dude. Like, chill. Like, we're fine. Like, just breathe. Like, whatever. Hippie side, right? But what makes it a tragedy, and this is what I really thought about, like, what makes it fucking sad when someone passes away or dies is not letting yourself have a great life while you're here. And so what that opened me up to was me not just pursuing what I want to pursue in life for no other reason than I just feel like fucking doing it. Like we just talked about no, no validation, no fame, no, I don't care. I'm doing it because I want to do it. Right. But also the only regret I would have is not spending enough time with the people that really matter to me too. So that was the other side of it that I realized like, and the third portion being my overall character. Did I strengthen things within myself that I felt like I could have been better at? Did I reach a level that I feel like I would have been proud of? And so everyone's story ends in death is what I'm saying. But what makes it a fucking tragedy is not letting yourself have a great life while you're here. In general, embarking on your personal greatness. That does not mean that you're famous. It does not mean that you make a million dollars. It does not mean that you have a fucking Ferrari. That's not what that means. Your greatness is your fulfilled potential of what you could have been. Could you have been the greatest mom on earth? Could you have been the greatest spouse on earth? Could you have been the greatest CEO on earth? I don't fucking know what your mission is. Could you have been the greatest teacher on earth? Could you have been the greatest coach on earth? Could you have been the greatest speaker on earth? You don't fucking know. But if you don't try, then you're not letting yourself have a great life while you're here. And that's all I'm trying to say is 
instead of lying around thinking that you're just alive and you're just going to wait some shit out to like see how you feel, why don't you peel back the curtains a little bit and realize that every day is a gift. So number six, follow your soul. This is probably one of the most important things, but when I, and I talk about this openly because I feel like it's important when I'm talking about the magic moment, enjoying today, enjoying the moment, centering to your truth, you know, all these different things. I could have been super positive about it. I could have pulled up a bunch of quotes about the presence of the moment and talk to you about flowers in a garden. But the reality is when I wrote this out, what was really striking me was that you really have to strike when you have the chance. And the people that don't, don't follow their soul. And what I mean by that, and the reason I, again, bring up my panic attack, not to trigger people, but I knew when that was happening, that that was like the other part of me, like my intuitive side, which is always there for me. Like your intuitive side is always there for you. I call it like your higher self. But it was just telling me that I was off course with something that I was doing. And I'll, I will later talk about this someday in my life. But when that particular panic attack happened back in August of um, 2020, literally, we just got back from the Cape doing our engagement pictures. And I had a, you know, severe panic attack, immediate trigger. Um, so and I'll talk about that later, sometime later in life. But I know I didn't know immediately, but then later realized a couple months later why that happened to me, what triggered me and why that happened. But what I'm trying to tell you is follow your soul. To me, that's not just like follow your soul to the bar, follow your soul to the concert, follow your soul to the whatever. It's also like follow your soul through the darkness, like follow your soul when it's trying to show you something, follow your soul when you're scared to death. Like that's another part of you that's going to center you into the here and the now. And the reason I bring this up is it's not supposed to be all peachy, dreamy type of things in the in the moment. But if you run from it, then it will just increase. And in the beginning, and that's why I said it took me three months to figure out why I was having panic attacks, because I fucking ran from it. You know, flight or what is it? Fight, flight, fright, whatever. The, the flight or f- <laughs> the fight or flight was real and I fucking ran for the hills and I ran from it for three months and it wasn't until I tapped in and started to follow my intuition and higher self like what are you trying to show me why do you what are you showing me right now that's when I started to get it so the reason I say follow your soul is it's not just about those like magic moments where you're like, yes, I'm going to go to the concert. We're going to go shopping. And it's not just like superficial fun things. It's also like follow your soul when it needs to be heard the most. And sometimes it's when you're in self-sabotaging modes, or sometimes it's when you don't want to listen at all. But if you follow your soul, it's always going to lead you to the path of least resistance. And not just that, but it's going to lead you back to at least your presence. You may not fucking like your present moment. You may not like how you're feeling at the present moment, but it'll bring you back there every single time. Um, Number seven, the secret of health for both mind and body is not to mourn for the past. It's not to worry about the future or anticipate troubles, but to live in the present moment 
wisely and earnestly. So why do I bring this up? Because when I, and again, I keep bringing up my panic attack because that is exactly what it taught me about presence and patience is you cannot run from a pandemic. You cannot run from what you don't want to face. It was very, um, (laughs) it's very Lion King. You can't run from it. Okay, Zimba, you can't just run away from your problems. And that's what I was doing. And I think a lot of people did that, especially with the pandemic or whatever was going on. And I think we all had our own way of coping, whether you self-medicated or, you know, whatever. But the secret for me was like realizing through all these different triggers that I was running from things and I was anticipating troubles and I was worried about the future and I was mourning the past of like when life was great and like I could just do whatever I wanted and thinking that things had to be different was torturing my mindset. So it wasn't until I decided to live in the moment presently and wisely that I was like, I can capitalize on this. I can still be myself authentically. I can still follow the things that I wanted to follow. And maybe there's an opportunity here that I'm not seeing, right? So I started to open my eyes a little bit and be like, you know what? I'm going to get even even stronger mentally. I'm going to take this time, this extra time, because now I had extra time. And at first, somebody like me that's like, do, 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 go, go, go. I couldn't fucking handle it because I was like, what am I going to do? So I'm just going to knit something like I don't watch TV. I really don't Netflix and chill. It's really like more of a, oh, I'm going to watch a movie with my fiance type of thing. But for me, I just have a hard time sitting down or I did anyways. And for me, what I realized is the secret to my personal health. But what I realized over time for a lot of people, for their mind and body to be healthy is don't get caught up in the past and the fucking illusions of like what you think was great, right? Because nine times out of 10, when things are bad, we try to amplify the greatness of the past that wasn't there, right? And that's like our quote for today. When things are bad, we try to amplify the greatness of the past that just was not fucking there. We make things up and we're like, yeah, it was like so great. But in reality, you probably weren't happy or grateful at that time either. It's just now shit's worse. So you're like, hmm, let's go back to a moment where it wasn't this bad. So you just select a moment that you think, oh, that was good. I felt safe there. But you don't even know what you're saying. And then about the future, you know, anticipating troubles, anticipating worry, fear, doubt. Um, You know, that's a real thing that a lot of people were doing and I was doing it too. And what I decided was it didn't matter what the fuck I was feeling in the moment, whether I was feeling love or gratitude or joy or passion or excitement, or I was feeling like complete shit or depressed or um, scared or whatever. I just allowed myself to just be present in the moment. And that honestly changed everything for me. It changed the way I started to behave. It changed the way I started to conduct my overall mornings. I started to lean into things that I think my higher self was like, stop fucking around. We need to do this. And I wasn't listening. So I'm telling you, when you let the present moment catch up with you, right? When you sit and lean into what feels uncomfortable, it might be uncomfortable for a little bit and it might take time, but eventually you start to discover what your higher self is trying to say to you. You start to discover 
why you keep getting that nudge from within or why that little, you know, thought keeps coming up or like you'll get like a symbol or a sign or whatever. So the next thing that I'm going to say is number eight, change the way you think and you will enjoy every moment in your life. Now we're going to get to this later because I had somebody, you know, reach out to me about questions and, um, you know, we're going to get into this because I don't want people to ever think that this is like, you know, toxic positivity. I'm just always talking about being positive, but you are the only one that can change the way that you think. And I know that you think that you don't have control over that, but you do. And I talk about mindset and positive mentality all the time because you choose everything that you do. Say it slow, slow it down, rewind. You choose everything that you do, including your thoughts, including your behaviors. Do you make your bed in the morning? That's a choice. Do you brush your teeth? Do you floss when you brush your teeth? Do you leave the water on while you brush your teeth? Why the fuck are you doing that? Shut the water off. Like take a moment to look at your actions and you will actually be like, holy shit, this is why I'm not enjoying my life because I'm rushing through it. I'm being mindless with everything and careless with everything. And that's why I feel the way that I feel. And that's why I think the way that I think. Now reverse the action, reverse the feeling, reverse the thought. There you go. Now get back into the moment of your life and start enjoying it. Get up. Yeah, you're going to make your bed, but you don't have to fucking cry about it. Like, just talk about what you're grateful for. Start to think a little bit more positively. I'm going to make my bed. That's nice. It's nice to come home to after work, right? So change the way that you think. For me, that's infuse your mind with things that make sense, you know? Infuse your mind with things that make you feel inspired. Infuse your mind with things that make you stay in spirit. Infuse your mind with things that make you want to make it happen. Like make the most of today is real, but change the way that you think and you will enjoy every moment in your life is true. It may not be the best moment. I've talked about this so many times. I've been down so many times. I can't count it. But what I can tell you is I absolutely told the joke or I was laughing or I wasn't taking it seriously. Why? Because what the fuck is fear going to do in a bad situation? Amplify it for no reason. A situation is just a situation. That's it. And how you apply yourself in that situation is going to determine if you're going to enjoy your life every mo- every moment or if you're going to be mourning it every moment, right? So it may not be your best day. It may not be your best swing, kids. But guess what? You can still make the best of each moment. So number nine, whether it's the best of times or the worst of times, it's the only time we've got. So this is why I say this is all about presence. But today is the only day that you have. You can't keep putting things into the future. And this was the main thing that presence taught me, you know, Whether it's the best of times or worst of times, it doesn't actually matter. This is the time. This is here. This is now. And as much as we want to ignore and push away what doesn't feel perfect, it's actually where you grow the most. It's actually where you become stronger in a real sense, like in in an internal way, right? It's actually when you strengthen qualities and traits within yourself that you didn't know that you fucking had. And then the next time that that happens, you're more equipped. So 
that's why it says failure is just the opportunity to begin again this time more intelligently. Because if you haven't fucking failed, if you haven't been kicked or pushed down, if you haven't been made fun of, if you haven't, you know, you have no resilience. So it doesn't matter whether it's the best time in your fucking life and you're like, and the VIP section holding up champagne bottles, like having a great time. Or if it's the worst of times and you just lost your job and you feel like shit and you hit a pandemic, it's the only time you've got. So you might as well make the best of it. It doesn't matter what you're actually experiencing. It just matters that you know each moment is the only moment you have. So number 10, you only live once and it's beautiful if you do it right. If you do it right, once is enough. So we've all heard that, like, if you do it right, living once is enough, but it's true. You only live once. You're only going to live once. Now, there's some people that would like talk about reincarnation and start getting into that and karma and karmic laws. And I'm not here for that. I'm just here to talk about the presence right now. <laughs> and I believe that your life is right now. And I do believe that you live once, but if you live in the way that you wanted to, once is very much enough. Um, and I only laugh because you should do the things that you want to do. You should be stupid and make mistakes and be young and dumb. And you should go on to continue to develop yourself. But what I think is so great about life is once you know that you live once, and if you can know that at a young age, you will go take that risk and you will be more likely to gamble and, and give it a try and give it a shot rather than oh, I'm just going to go this way because that's safe, right? You have all the time in the world to be safe. You have all the time in the world to make safe decisions. I feel like playing it safe is really more for when you have a family and you're married and like, yeah, now you need a 401k. You're fucked. No, I'm just kidding. But playing it safe, honestly, that's for like your 30s, like getting into that, playing it safe. But for any young listeners right now, like I really want to travel abroad, but like I'm supposed to go to college and you know what? You only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. So have that experience, get the experience while, while you can and do the things that you find beautiful. So that's what I kind of meant by like, your life can be beautifully played out. Like there's so much time to be responsible. You're going to have responsibilities in life. No matter what age you are and what you're doing, you're always going to have dishes. I say this all the time. Everybody has dishes, right? We And I say it as an analogy because we all have shit to do that we don't want to do. That's what the dishes mean to me. Like we all have dishes. That just means we have shit we have to do that we don't want to. But you only live once. So don't maybe don't worry about the dishes so much if you have toddlers right now and like give yourself a fucking break, right? Go play with them or or go take some time for yourself or whatever. But like you only live once. So I think understanding that and knowing that, especially at a young age, is so important because you're more likely to, you know, move away for college instead of staying in your hometown. You're more likely to take a risk on a business venture instead of staying at that cushy job that pays you well. Like when you're young, you are able to do those things that later in life you have a story to tell. So, and it's not even a story to tell. Like, again, I feel like I always need to stress this fact because we live in a society now where everyone wants to blow up on TikTok and everyone wants to be famous. And 
It's like, for me, I don't see the fucking desire to want to be famous. Like, there's just no way. Your girl could never be famous. Why? Because I don't feel it. I never wear a full face of makeup. I am in a baseball hat most of the time. And leggings have now become my pants. And I'm not going back. You think that when the pandemic is done, I'm going back and I'm not. So anyways, the reason I say that is your great stories to tell. I'm saying like you're going to tell them to a younger person sitting on a bus someday. You're going to tell them to your grandkids someday. You know what I'm saying? Like you're going to have some fucking stories. So have fun. Do your thing. You live once. And if you do it right, it'll be the best experience of your life. But if you hide and you're scared and you don't want to be yourself and you're afraid, then you're just going to shimmy through life and and you're going to have no stories to, to tell on the bus, on the bus going to the retirement home. So anyways, life is a great and wondrous mystery. And the only thing we know that we have for sure is what is here, right here, right now. So the reason I bring that up is it's great to want to plan things. And I used to be this super cereal planner, literally. It sounds like I'm saying cereal planner, like I plan out my cereal in the morning. But what I'm saying is I used to over plan my entire life and have a schedule and all this stuff. But the only thing that you actually know is that you just have here now and today. So what you do here now and today creates your future. So while you sit there with pen and paper, planning out the perfect strategy, you could be doing something. And once I figured that out, I was like, hmm, it's all great and mysterious and wondrous and whatever. And I can sit here and be like a philosopher or I can just like go do some shit, right? Because all we know right now is that we have here and now. So number 12, begin doing what you want to do now. We only have this moment sparkling like a star in our hand and melting like a snowflake. Let's get real poetic with it. But for real, begin doing what you want to do now. That is 100% the only thing, probably my main message of today is this magic moment and being present to me, what that means is begin doing what you want to do now. You cannot put it off. You know, I feel like in society, it's just been drilled into you play it safe, be safe, be comfortable, right? Stay in your comfort zone. Like, you know, and and by the way, I'm not saying to be irresponsible. I'm definitely not saying that. Like the simple life is the life for me, but begin doing what you want to do now is fact. It's true. If you're constantly putting off that vacation, like, oh, we'll go in like a year. Oh, we'll go in like five years. You're never going to fucking go. You're never going to go. You're never going to go. So Begin doing what you want to do now. Make plans now. Plan the vacation now. Figure it like you're like, I don't have any money for vacation. That's fine. Start Googling it. Like get your shit in motion. Like start doing what you want to do now. You only have a penny to save. Save one penny. You have a dollar to put towards your vacation. Put it in a fucking jar. Maybe you'll get there. Bring me back a seashell. But anyways, the point is doing what you love today and beginning today to do it now that's the moment. That's your moment right now. Stop putting it off into the future thinking after the pandemic's done, I'm going to do this great thing. No, you're not. No, you're not. Why? Because you won't do it right now. Number 13, remember to do everything with an abundance of love so that one day you will remember the beauty of every moment that you lived. 
So I have this sign in my house that says, stop. You know, you know, it's a Bible quote and I don't remember it exactly. Of course, of course. Queen of the quotes that can't quote, but will requote. It just basically says like, do everything, like everything you do, do it with love. And um, I actually have it in my kitchen because I wanted, okay, so we'll just pause for a story. I wanted to get a sign that said the secret ingredient is love. Like just because it's like everything's made with love, get it. Like it's totally a kitchen, a kitchen quote or something. But anyways, I couldn't find the one that I wanted. So I was like, whatever. And then I was going through, it's so strange how this always happens, but I was going through like some older things that I had had, like in my, um, you know, how you like shuffle things around. You have like your spring decorations, you have like your fall shit, your Christmas shit. Anyways, I'm going through bins and I find this little sign and it says like, you know, do, you know, everything you do, do with love or whatever. And I was like, Hey, that's like the same thing. So I hung it up. And anyways, to me, that's what it means. But now when people come into my kitchen, they're like, why do you have a Bible quote in here? And I'm like, because the secret ingredient is love. And they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I get it. And it's like, okay, fuck that. So anyways, remember to do, why did I tell you that story? Because remember to do everything with love. Whenever I forget, like I'll be doing the dishes and I'll be annoyed as fuck, like doing the dishes sometimes. And I'm like, oh, and I, I stop myself on purpose because I'm like, got to do with love. So then I just slow down, wash the little plate, wax on, wax off. I have to remember to slow down and do that because one day I want to look back and remember that my life in every single moment, not just the great moments, but in every single moment, I was enjoying it. Like when I sat in traffic, I wasn't beeping and giving the middle finger and giving off this toxic energy. I was zen. I was chilling. I was listening to classical mu music. I was, you know what I mean? Windows down, enjoying the sun, looking around, letting people go in front of me. Like, I want to remember that I actually lived my life in a beautiful way. So a great way to get back into a state of being and presence for me personally is to remember to do everything with an abundance of love, which for me just means that you put love into everything you do. You put love into your cooking. You put love into your cleaning. You put love into you make a basket for somebody. You put extra love into that gift basket. You know, I'm making this for this person. This is, you know, I'm going to make it so special for them. Like everything you do, do it with love. That's like what I say to myself before I come on a podcast. I'm like, you know, I always set my intention, like with my higher self, like let myself stay in spirit, stay focused and bring gratitude, love and energy to a bunch of people. So number 14, if you wait, all that happens is everyone's like, what's going to happen? You get older. You get older. That's all that happens. If you wait, all that happens is you get older. That's what I realized. When I realized I was like, okay, so if I wait until the pandemic's over to do this, then I'll just be fucking a year older. I'll be two years older. I might be three years older. Okay. If you wait, all that happens is you get older. So if you're like, I'm going to start my weight loss program in three months, you're, you'll be three months older. I'm just saying, I'm not talking about aging. I'm talking about just like in general progression of life, like you're just getting older. So why the fuck are you waiting? Do it now. If you wait, all that happens is you get older. 
Number 15. It is only possible to live happily ever after on a day-to-day basis. So let's just be real here. We talked about it throughout this entire podcast. It does not mean that every single moment is a magic moment, but you can find the magic in each moment if you relax a little bit. It's not possible to live happily ever after, and that's why you need to get off Instagram. Happily ever after is a day-to-day task. It is not a destination. You will never fucking get there. Stop looking for happily ever after. Stop looking for happiness. Stop looking for put in your dream feeling here. It happens today. Today is happily ever after. If you can appreciate what's around you today, if you can appreciate who you are today, if you can appreciate what the fuck you're doing today, like I'm podcasting today. What the fuck am I doing? Like I think about that all the time. But that's happily ever after to me. I'm doing something that I love on a day-to-day basis. That's amazing. It does not mean that everything in my life is perfect. But what it does mean is I'm capitalizing on the things that make me feel like I'm living happily ever after on a day-to-day basis. So guys, that's it. Hopefully I gave you some things to think about today. Again, I didn't want to get morbid by saying like you only live once and all this shit, but I just feel like so many times we need to be reminded that like you are not the past, you are not the future. You don't need to sit around and wait. Stop twiddling your thumbs. Like the time is going to pass either way. You either want to get up and do it or you don't. So let's get into weekly questions. I'll have you out of here. Number one, Hey, Chelsea, I've been listening for a while and struggling during this pandemic, like major. I've always had anxiety, but since April of last year, it has skyrocketed. I also feel like there's so much toxic toxic positivity online and on social media. I'd love to hear your take on it. And if you have any tips on staying positive or any anxiety relieving techniques, I'd love to hear them. So Again, the reason I was like, oh, I'm going to get to this later is because I knew I was going to pull this particular question. First of all, I've been super open about my own personal anxiety and panic attack that I had in August of um, 2020. So for me and my realization too, is when the pandemic hit, at first I like I didn't think that it was going to be a real thing like most people. But then secondly, I'm also like a very strong independent person. So I was personally um, out there in a face mask every day out like doing my thing, going to work, um, going to stores, you know, running errands, like doing the whole thing. Um, And so what happened to me personally is like holding on to it, like, not holding on to it, holding it in and not allowing myself to feel anything, but just be like super strong. It hit me at the end, like not the end, but it hit me later. So the reason I bring this up is especially, you know, anybody out there that's had anxiety before the pandemic. I think when you don't lean into, wow, this fucking sucks. Like I think when you are trying to be strong and like hold it in, it eventually is going to hit you like a fucking tidal wave. So like, don't wait until that moment happens to allow yourself to feel what you're feeling. I think the reason people have seen such an escalation of their anxiety or depression or whatever is lack of expression. So I always say this, um, what is it? 
expression is the opposite of depression. That's what I always say. So for me, that's why there's no bullshit with me. That's why I will just, I'm very honest. I will just say what the fuck I want to say. I don't care. I will just be myself. Like the reason I'm like that is because it's my truth. It's who I am. And it keeps me from being fucking depressed. Like I feel like when you suppress who you are, it makes you fucking depressed. And I feel like when you express yourself authentically, even if you're just like, this fucking sucks, even if you just say that, that's going to make you feel so much better than holding it in. Like, even if you have to go into your car and just like talk shit for a second, it will make you feel better that you got it out, right? So I th- I feel like there's a level of expression there that like if you're, and, and you know what, take this with a grain of salt because everybody's experience is different and everybody has different environments. And I'm a big believer that it starts at home. It starts with yourself. It starts with who you're around is, you know, your environment is important. What you, what you do on a daily basis is important. What you do in the morning is important. Like I said, feeding your mind, positive things takes time, takes practice. It's important. Um, but I guess for me, with the whole, you know, struggling during the pandemic and everything, that's everybody. Every single person has been struggling. So don't you think for one fucking second, anybody posting something positive online hasn't experienced those moments. But now what I will say on the flip side, and again, take this with a grain of salt, because I'm not here to make anyone feel bad. But I personally don't believe in toxic positivity. What I believe is toxic is people thinking, not thinking, but people only wanting to see, hear, and read what makes them feel better about their own analogies in life and their own perspective. And if it agrees with them and if it, it agrees with their religion, if, if, if it agrees with their politics, then that's what makes them feel good. But if they see something that challenges or, you know, or maybe is an opposition of, of what you're thinking you automatically want to defend it and bring your ego into it. And I think that's where toxic positivity is coming from because I don't think that you can mix the word toxic and positivity. It's just, it's actually a straight line down the fucking middle. You are either being toxic or you are being positive. And I don't think that you can mix it. However, I understand what you're saying as far as there's so much positivity that when you go on, you're seeing people's highlights or maybe people aren't being real or authentic. And what I would say is maybe don't follow those people. Maybe just mute those accounts. Maybe follow things that inspire you, that make you feel a little bit more alive, um, that make you feel better as far as staying positive and anxiety relieving techniques. Um, I genuinely believe that getting off your phone is super helpful. I think getting off social media, like setting a time limit, I personally only have like 15 minutes a day on any of my social media apps. Um, The only time I'm allowed to do like any type of YouTube or anything like that is if I'm learning something. So that for me is my anxiety relief technique is infusing myself with new information, keeps my brain from going to the past or the future. Um, And it also keeps me sharp and sleeping well and different things like that. So it's, up to you what you feel is going to keep you positive and going to help relieve your anxiety. But what I find is 
just allowing myself to not feel good is probably the first step. Accepting it is the second step. And the third is like, I always say to myself, how can I mother myself? And I, I don't think enough people do that. Um, like when I think about self-love, I think about the way I would show care for somebody that I care about, especially like a child. So nurture your inner child. But when you are in those moments of not feeling your best and you have anxiety, how would you mother yourself? Like, what would you do for yourself? Would you get yourself a cold cloth? Would you lay down for a minute? Would you maybe plug your phone in away? Would you call somebody? Like, what do you need? Right. And so ask yourself, what do I need in this moment to feel not like feel better, but what do I need right now? Like what would, what would soothe me? What would nurture me? Right. And so that's something that's always helped me. But, um, yeah, the toxic positivity thing, again, take it with a grain of salt. Cause I don't want to offend people. I do think that everyone posts their highlights online. And if that's bothering you, then I would say you're spending way too much time online because the reality is you're either toxic or you're positive. And again, that's just my personal opinion. And the reason I say that is I used to buy into that factor too. And I even at one point I'm like, well, maybe I should stop, you know, doing positive podcasts. Maybe I should stop posting positive quotes. And then I thought about it and I was like, fuck that. Why am I going to do that? Because other people are making these comments about toxic positivity. So for me personally, the reason I wanted to take this question is I almost changed like my authentic self, which is I am a positive person. I do love reading positive information, positive quotes. I love putting out positive energy. I love sharing things that I learn with people. Why the fuck would I stop doing that just because it's now trending that that's a toxic thing to do? Like, what is, what direction is toxic positivity going in? Like, really think about that. When you start mixing toxic positivity, like, what the fuck? I wouldn't drink that. Would you drink that? No, I'd like a glass of positivity. I would not like a glass of toxicity. And I certainly would not put toxic in a positive drink, right? So that's how I look at it. Take it with a grain of salt, shot of tequila, do your thing. But that's how I look at it. Next question Hey, Chelsea, love the podcast. I'd like to get some relationship advice. I started seeing a guy about four months before the pandemic. Since the pandemic has hit, everything has been long distance, even though we're in the same town. To be honest, I don't know if it's the pandemic talking, but I'm over the relationship. He's super toxic. Again, with the toxic guys, toxic, negative, and constantly complaining. Any advice on what I should do? Well, I feel like because it was four months before the pandemic, you guys like basically were in that honeymoon stage. And there's two parts of a, a relationship, in my opinion, that are the hardest. The first is that first year past the honeymoon stage. So once you get past like four to six months, that's when you enter what I think is the real relationship because now you're learning how to like communicate and set boundaries and, you know, cross boundaries and reestablish boundaries and cross them again. Like, you know, the weird things come out, right? The truth comes out. And then I think the second part is that first year you live together is like the second hardest part. But the reason I bring this up is it feels like not only were you just about to enter that first period of like a real relationship, but the pandemic, I'm sure, has not helped. It's only excellent. It's it's probably only 
escalated the negative part of that first year. And I'm not saying that the first year is negative. I'm just saying that you start to see somebody's true colors. Like if somebody's a complainer, you're like, whoa, wait, I, I didn't see that the first three months or I didn't see that the first six months. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. If somebody's lazy or if somebody doesn't clean or if somebody is, you know, sucks at cooking, like that's when you see it. Like in the first three months, they're pretending to cook. They're like buying you like whole foods, like pre-made dinners and pretending they cooked it. And then like 12 months into it, they're like, oh yeah, by the way, I don't fucking cook. Like that's what I'm trying to tell you is like that part is basically hitting as you're in a pandemic. So it's probably the like extra elevated is what I'm saying. But I guess to get into it, if you're like, you're over a, I think you're probably over the pandemic, honestly. And I think having this kind of long distance relationship while you're trying to balance your own health and probably your own mindset and your own life, it just probably doesn't help that you're now feeling obligated to balance somebody's like toxic, negative, complaining energy. So for me personally, here's how I feel. I feel like a leopard doesn't change his spots, but a leopard in love will do whatever the fuck you want him to do. I'm just kidding. The truth is you cannot change someone's behavior. So like think about how hard it is to change your own self, to get yourself up, Adam, going to the gym, killing it, doing whatever you're supposed to be doing, saying positive things, looking in the mirror, doing your mantras, right? And now think about trying to make someone else do that, right? So you can't make someone more positive, but you can communicate how you feel and you can encourage them and you can coach them towards a better way of living. Now, again, if you truly are just like, I'm over it, I don't have feelings for this person, you know, then it is what it is. And you need to actually tell them why. I feel like that's the most important thing with a breakup. And here's my advice. I would just say this. I would personally say, listen, I don't want, I, I would sandwich it. I like to do the, what I call the sandwich, which is a positive, negative, positive. And people are like, that doesn't fucking work. It does work. I've, I've done it many times. It works. So just say, Hey, you know, known each other for however long. It's a, you know, we've had these great times. It's a super bummer. Then let them know how you're feeling. It's a super bummer that we hit a pandemic as we were just getting to know each other. But as we've been in the pandemic and it's escalated, I don't know if it's really, you know, I don't know if it's really shown me your true colors on a very elevated level, but I just feel like you're you know, complain a lot and you've made a lot of negative comments. And I just want to communicate that to you because I want you to know that that affects my mental space. And I really do not want to be with somebody that is going to be constantly complaining and being negative. Um, and then from there, you can say, but I would like to encourage you towards a better way of living because I really see this relationship going somewhere and I see so much potential in you and I think you're a great person as you are and I really don't want to change you. I really just want to improve the relationship that we already have. So like say something like that, like if you actually want to work on it, but if you're over it, again, it's just so important to let that person know why you're breaking up with them so that they can work on it. Like, or they can just like be aware because then otherwise, like from my experience, then they like, 
will like call you and think it's like okay to like try to text you and it's like I fucking told you why I broke up with you like stop you have to make it clear like and if you make it clear then they know like oh she doesn't like and and here's why you have to make it clear when you do break up with somebody because then they have that choice you can either work on it or you can kick rocks but you have a choice now like you leave it like ball is in their court so always make sure you let them know why you are breaking things off. Don't just make it this like imaginary thing. Like I'm seeing someone else when you're not like, don't be fucking immature. Like make sure you say, Hey, here is the honest truth. Here's how I'm feeling. Here's why I'm breaking up with you. And who knows, maybe he will start listening to this podcast and become more positive. I don't know. Maybe he'll share the link after this. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. But honestly, what I've learned in my life is a leopard does not change his spots, but can you work with that energy? Absolutely. You can work with it. You can encourage them. You can coach them towards a better way. Cause listen, nobody's perfect. There's no guy out there that's going to be perfect or no girl out there. That's going to be perfect. Everybody's a work in progress. And if you really love someone and you believe in them, work with them on it. But if you don't love them, then it's a little bit different. Next question is, hey, Chelsea, love the podcast. I'm gearing up for my summer workouts. Any healthy or motivational advice for getting in shape? Okay. I'm getting winded here. So let's do this one quick. My advice is nature. So love yourself, get in the sun, stretch, drink water, get some sleep, drink some tea, go for a walk, chill out. But for me personally, in my experience with diets, mainstream advice, you know, all these different things that you can go look up, how to lose fat, how to get shredded, how to, you know, how to fucking do everything at this point. Mainstream health has honestly swallowed health up whole and spit it out like a robotic formula that like every single person on the planet needs to follow in order to feel ethical, healthy, positive, responsible, successful, thriving. And it's honestly all bullshit. And the reason I bring this up is there's so many things that I could say like, yeah, do this workout and yeah, eat some mango and yeah, do this. But you have to do what works for you personally and how you personally apply something is different than how I apply it and how I think about it is different than how you think about it. So tap into what makes you feel stress and what makes you feel blessed and you'll be on your way to your healthy regimen that's going to help you naturally get in shape. If you are stressed out, you need to target that stress and be like, why do I feel this way? Don't stress your body out. Don't do things that are going to put you in what I feel has become this robotic formula of like 60 minutes of cardio and make sure you strength train and don't forget to do your sprints and make sure you do hit and make sure you do 100 crunches a day. Make sure you eat avocado and eggs. Like everyone's doing the same thing right now because they, it's like almost like this filter. And, and again, I kind of talked about it, but it's like a filter of what you want to see. You know, everything's so filtered and formulated to like what you want to see that you can't even get an opposite opinion. You know, once you're plant-based, it's like you don't want to see a piece of meat. You know, once you are a carnivore, you can't sit with a a, a vegan. I mean, it's just, it's crazy. So you don't have to be robotic with the formula. 
You don't have to feel like if you're a vegan, you can't eat a cheeseburger once in a while. And again, if you're a carnivore, you don't have to be terrified of a salad. Like find your balance, find what works. And I can speak from that perspective because I've tried all sorts of diets. I'm like, again, a little guinea pig for myself. I've tried every mainstream diet you can think of, all the different workouts. And what I can tell you right now is you will fuck yourself up trying to be healthy. I'm telling you that right now. You will fuck up your mentality. You will fuck your body up. You will fuck your metabolism up. So drop the robotic formula. Drop the Google searches. Stop listening to every single little piece of advice that you get and really tap into what makes you feel stressed and what makes you feel blessed and then focus on what makes you feel blessed as fuck. If going for a 10-minute walk made you feel fucking amazing, then that is your workout, boo-boo. If going for um, a yoga class made you feel amazing, then that is your workout. If you went to a yoga class and you hated every second of it, then maybe not right now, right? Doesn't mean you can't try it in the future, but tap into what's making you feel stressed. If meal prepping is stressing you out, stop meal prepping. It's fucking stressing you out. Like tap into what makes you feel blessed. Does it make you feel blessed to cook dinner naturally, normally when you're supposed to be making dinner with your family and the music's on? Do that. Like tap into your shit, right? But do what works for you. That's my personal advice. I'm always big on, yes, I want to motivate you. Yes, I want to inspire you. Absolutely want to give you tips. I have a 30-day weight loss mentality program on Patreon. It's the Patreon app. You can download it. Um, and it's kind of like an audio program. So you just, you do it for the 30 days. You can repeat it as many times as you want. Once you are on the program, um, again, that's the Patreon app, but even in that course, I don't tell, like, I, I do a good job of like telling you what to do without telling you what to do, which ask my fiance, I'm very good at that. So anyways, I tell you what to do without telling you what to do, right? Because there is a certain level of personal development there that needs to happen. Like not even development, but like responsibility there that needs to happen. Like as much as you can guide somebody at the end of the day, you know how you feel and you know what feels right and you know what feels wrong and you know what is making you feel good and what's making you feel bad. And like leaning into that is really what health is all about. So again, chill out, love yourself, get some sun, vitamin D is real, stretch, drink water, get some sleep, drink some tea, go for a walk, but like stay balanced. Don't feel like you have to do that every day and be in a prison sentence and you can't go get margaritas in the sun if you want to, but like pay attention to how you feel. You know what I mean? If going out and getting margaritas doesn't make you feel good because you feel bloated right now, then maybe you need to take 30 days off from margaritas. I don't know your life, but just focus on what makes you truly feel like you're thriving in life. And that's all you need to worry about. Who cares what other people are doing to make themselves feel like they're thriving. And as a matter of fact, most of the information that you're getting from people that are in the health field, they do that fucking full time. It's their job. So like your job is not to work out full time or to like be in the sun meditating like for the first two hours of your morning, like you also have to like realize that sometimes the advice, like who you're taking advice from is somebody that has all day to do this shit that works out for like literally four to five hours. So like, don't 
feel so bad if you don't look photoshopped. Like it's fine. We're fine. Everyone's doing great. High-waisted bikini bottoms will always be in, in my opinion. It's not going anywhere. Same thing with my high-waisted leggings. Like, fuck out of here with this low-rise shit. So anyways, love you guys so much. We had a long podcast, but I did want to get to some questions. I will be answering more questions on the next um, podcast that I have. I have two episodes coming up. Socializing tips was a big one. A lot of introverts like writing in. Um, so socializing tips and then also healthy tips for women. Um, just cause I had a lot of women write in for healthy tips and stuff like that. So I will try my best to do a little remix on that. And yeah, you guys can check out my new daily gratitude, 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 stop. Is that a Disney movie? No, it's not. You can check out my new gratitude journal that is on amazon.com. It's also on my blog, chelseaswiftblog.com. And I will see you guys on the next podcast. All right, guys. And that is a wrap for Chelsea Swift is your spirit animal. Of course, you can check me out on chelseaswiftblog.com. I have all the blog posts, all the recipes, all the weight loss advice on there. I also have marketing consulting. You can check me out if you're looking to start an Etsy shop, a website, a business, hit me up for consulting. And then also, of course, you will find my online shop that has apparel, healing crystals, crop sweatshirts, all the good things. And now, of course, what's new? YouTube. Check me out on YouTube every single morning. Chelsea Swift is your spirit animal. It's like a five to 10 minute pep talk really quick just to get you up and Adam, and we will drink coffee together and love our lives, aka kind of bring my face. Wait, what am I saying? <laughs> bring my face to the party. I guess now we can be face to face like buddies and clink drinks like we should be and we have been since you've been listening to the podcast. So if you love this podcast, guys, don't forget to rate it on Apple Podcasts. Give me five stars. And of course, give me a nice comment. Say something nice if you're feeling nice. And again, that's ChelseaSwiftBlog.com. You can also check me out on Instagram, Chelsea.Swift or Chelsea Swift is your spirit animal. And I will see you guys on the next podcast. Thank you.